Hello, all you lovely traumatized humans. I am going to talk today about the CIM Marathon, the California International Marathon, which took place December, I don't know, 5th, 4th, 5th, last Sunday. And um, I had a good race. I, I did better than I, oh, it was the 4th. Um, I did better than I thought. I ran a Boston qualifying time of 326.54. Um, I don't run on roads much. If you know me at all, if you follow me at all, I run primarily on trails and primarily in the mountains um, because I think it's more fun. Uh, Road marathons are so different than an ultra or a trail race. The starting line is chaotic. There's like thousands of people, you know, Um, it goes by a lot faster. Uh, There's just more logistics involved. So I signed up for CIM in the summertime because a couple of my friends were like, you should do it. And I was like, I guess I can. And then, um, you know, I ran pretty much uh, exclusively on trails for years. I felt kind of like, oh, it might be fun to run a, a road marathon again. The last time I ran a road marathon was in 2018 when I ran the Chicago Marathon with a charity bib for the American Red Cross. I raised, I don't know, like 1700 bucks. Had a weird day. My training leading up to CIM was kind of half-hearted. And I showed up on the starting line to Chicago. Um, Wait, did I say Chicago? Anyway, I'm talking about Chicago, 2018. Uh, Anyway, I I didn't prepare well enough for that marathon. And there's not really any worse feeling than starting unprepared. A race, a presentation, a relationship, whatever. And starting unprepared is not how I like to do anything. But I had spent 2017 kind of not really running that much and figuring out if I wanted to keep running. In 2018, I ran sort of whenever I wanted to. I was kind of coming off of my um, rehab for my eating disorder, so I didn't want to jump too hard into training without being able to properly feel myself. So I just kind of ran when I wanted to. Um, I never did much marathon-specific training, and up until then, I hadn't run longer than uh, like maybe 18, 20 miles. So. Um, I made all the rookie mistakes. I started too fast. I didn't eat or drink enough. I wasn't doing enough long runs. And I bonked at mile 16 and then shuffled my way to the finish line. I still ran a 335, but felt pretty terrible doing it. Um, I was a little bit bummed because I thought like I could make um, a Boston qualifying time. But after 2018, I started really diving into trail running and worked my way up to a 50 miler and then 100K and then eventually a 100 miler or two. And I fell back in love with running, but I also became incredibly fit in an entirely different way. My body got stronger from the terrain and I grew stronger mentally. I learned to endure long hours on the mountain, how to fuel correctly and how to be incredibly patient. At Chicago in 2018, I was not patient, but it, and it definitely bit me in the ass. So this year, as I considered my race strategy for CIM, I vowed to start conservatively, which can be hard at the beginning of a marathon because everyone's excited. There's thousands of people around you. Um, But that was my promise to myself. I would start slow. The race started at seven, but I was up at four because we had to take shuttle to the start line. Um, The race starts in Folsom and it runs um, all the way to downtown Sacramento. There were about 9,000 people running CIM. And the only way to get to the starting line was one of the hundreds of buses provided by the race. So the line to board the race was long and the ride to the start line felt even longer. I wore a really big fuzzy sweater that I'd purchased at Goodwill the previous day in an effort to keep warm. It was kind of misting and rainy. We arrived at the start line at 630 and I immediately got in line for the porter potties. <laughs> and then I stepped into one just as they played the national anthem. And I stepped out as the MC announced three minutes to the start. So I didn't have time to warm up either. Um, 
I've always liked to race from behind so I can pass people later on instead of being passed. I made my way up to the 340 pace group and started behind them. Um, I really think that this is an underrated race strategy. Like going out too hard not only makes you feel worse, but it also is mentally challenging to be passed by people instead of being the one passing people. Like it is such a boost mentally. Um, take the physical part like out of it entirely, but it's a boost mentally to be passing people. You're like, you're like, ah, I can do better than you. You know, I don't know. It's just like a, a mental boost to be passing people instead of being passed. So anyway, um, anyway, so I like racing from behind. I made my way up to the 340 pace group. I didn't know. I wasn't sure if I could maintain a sub eight minute pace, uh, which I would need to get the Boston qualifying time. But I did know the eight minute pace felt pretty comfortable on the road. And that was my plan to stay comfortable at least through the first 13 miles. The race was chipped timed. So I started the start line across the start line. I'm um, seven minutes like after the gun actually went off because it just took people that long to like get across the fucking start line. So, um, I don't like running in huge packs of people, and I found the general malaise of a road marathon just really kind of like annoying and uncomfortable, um, very much in stark contrast, like I mentioned before, to the laid back atmosphere at the start line of an ultra. <laughs> um, so I just like skirted my way over to the side of the street. Um, another difference was it, between an ultra and a road race is that you can kind of just like uh, be alone in an ultra. Like you can spend hours by yourself and just in your own mind and in, in whatever. And in a road marathon, there's not, you can't really do that. Like you can be like listening to music or whatever and be in your own bubble, but there's thousands of people around running. Then there's people uh, cheering people on and playing music and cheering for you and holding up signs and whatever. So you, you're not just like ever alone. <laughs> so, but the miles did tick off pretty quickly uh, because I was, you know, running sub eight minute pace instead of like 10, 12 minute pace on trails. Um, so I enjoy that. It, it was going by quick. And the first eight miles just flew by. I was averaging well below an eight minute pace. And my boyfriend would be at mile 13 and again at mile 20 and then at the finish. So at mile 13, I felt good. I smiled when I saw him. I ran the first half in about an hour and 40 minutes. And then I thought to myself, like, I can probably do that again. I feel okay. Uh, as the middle of the race wore on, I found myself kind of feeling worse at mile 18, uh, up to kind of mile 20, I was feeling pretty bleak. Like I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And then when I saw Mike again at mile 20, I barely registered that he was there. The more I run and the more I race, the more I understand the difference between mental and physical fatigue. Sometimes, especially in an ultra, there are times when you need to just stop and refuel or rehydrate, like your body's fatigued and you need to get your stomach and your body in check before continuing. In the marathon though, um, I took like three gels and I was just taking the water in the noon along the course. I knew my food and water intake would be fine. But as mile 20 ticked by, I felt a mental cloud lift. And I knew that the difficult miles I'd just run were more difficult mentally than they were physically. Like I knew my body was fine, but my uh, my struggle was really mental. My legs were fine. My body was fine. And all I needed to do was like reframe how I was thinking. So with six miles ago, I was like, well, fuck, I can run six miles. I run six miles all the time. I've run six miles in far worse, worse condition than I was in then. And it would go by quick. You know, I did the calculation. I was like, oh, 45 minutes or whatever. You know, I can run for 45 minutes. And the last six miles were mostly flat. And the proximity of the finish line sort of pulled me in with two miles to go. A friend I didn't know was running the race pulled up next to me and broke me out of my mental stupor. I was so excited to see him. Despite feeling low for a few miles, my pace had remained relatively steady. And my finish time was three hours, 26 minutes and um, 54 seconds. 
I didn't train as well as I could have for CIM. The longest road run that I did beforehand was 15 miles on the road. That was it. I didn't do much speed work and I continued to do long mountain runs on the weekends. What all my ultra running did provide, though, was an incredible well of endurance. I'm used to races that take all day or all day and all night. Enduring was never going to be the issue. If and when I do another road marathon, I will commit to a more structured regimen that includes speed work and tempo runs as well as some longer road runs. But I think that there is something to say about doing um, ultras as well <laughs> and then like transitioning to a road marathon. Like I think it'd be way harder to do a road marathon and then transition to longer trail shit or longer mountain stuff. Um, I found it pretty like I knew I could run 26 miles like I did a 100 miler like two months ago you know like it wasn't well I didn't think I couldn't run that far (laughs) I was just like I don't know if I can maintain the speed that I need to maintain for that long but for now I'm going to go back to the mountains where there's a lot less hype but more room to breathe more shit to carry uh, but a far better view CIM was a ton of fun and the things I linked this week were just um, a couple race uh, listing sites so running in the USA and also um, Ultra Running Magazine has the most comprehensive race calendar of any race calendar out there. It's far better than just using Ultra Sign Up to find um, an ultra marathon or anything like that because it pulls from any registration platform. So if you're looking for an ultra, look on ultrarunning.com. Okay, bye.